I, I really enjoyed working with executives and entrepreneurs because I realized that, hey, they're making the impact. And they are being, they're great executives. Most of them are great executives because they made it to this point, but they don't have, they're not great humans. And what I mean by that is ultimately we kind of focus on our career. We focus on, on achieving certain accolades, whether they're athletic or professional, but we forget that the biggest achievement is to be a great human being. And that's what we tend to forget. And then that was the journey for me where, hey, if I'm a great executive, but a shitty human, and we can cover what that actually means in depth <laughs> a little bit later, but then it doesn't matter. It doesn't, um, I kind of failed. I failed at life. It's like, if you're at 80, you wouldn't switch places right now with an 80 year old who's a billionaire, right? So it's it's one of those it's one of those things that hey what how can we maximize our human potential from within? The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with another podcast, the Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. I'm super excited today. We've got Artemis and also known as AJ. He's the CEO of Yoga Lab and an executive performance coach. I'm super stoked to have this man. I've been waiting for this one. We've got a lot in common. So I think that there's some things we're going to be able to talk about. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just kicking it. Early <laughs> morning here for me Yeah, we're at 6 a.m. So yeah, it's good. It's good to start the day like that. And for everybody that knows, you're in Bali right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's beautiful. It's been a rainy season, but not so rainy. So yeah, definitely enjoying my time here. I love Bali. I spent a decent amount of time in Bali. Uh, I definitely understand the motorbike world and, uh, you know, they would make big trash piles and the flames that would be up in the air at night. And what, I mean, it's just the uh, atmosphere is incredible. And as you can see behind you, everything kind of like Thailand, which you talk about as well, they always have like awesome design, right? Yeah, no, to totally. That's that's one of those local things that actually kind of just goes, you know, goes around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love um, different cultures and, and learning about those things. I think um, I'm going to jump right into something. And I, and I kind of had this thing in here that you said. And it's and you said a little while back and you said, so what is it exactly that you do? And you said, see my save my page. I teach busy professionals how to harness and maximize their biological potential. And as I went back and kind of looked at your story and studied, it was pretty cool because I saw a lot of commonalities that I saw, oh, wait a minute, that's awesome in, in the direction that I go. And I think that this is a direction that a lot of entrepreneurs are going through. Um, when did that trigger? Uh, I saw like a, like a 2017 kind of a shift. Um, and this was kind of the shift into this world here. You'd always obviously been into fitness, but. What, what made you decide to kind of turn this into a business model? Man, it, it came, everything came, came up organically, honestly, because I was struggling with my health quite a bit when I was a child. So when I was 13, at 13 years old, I had kidney stones. So you can imagine that, you know, <laughs> the health was not one of the things that I actually had at this point. So at that point, and um, that kind of carried over into my adulthood. And I realized I have to do something about this. I have to figure this shit out, quite frankly. And uh, ultimately, when I did, I realized that a lot of people don't have figured, figured it out. And um, I, I kind of 
I wanted to simply help. I started when I was still in, in service, uh, a lot of my fellow service members would ask for help and I uh, would just advise, advise them here and there. And after that, I realized, why don't I just help people at, at a bigger scale? So I started my, my business in um, early 2016. Mm-hmm. And then automatically just kind of that started, started growing on different dimensions. Because once I pick something up, once I pick something up and figure it out, uh, I kind of get bored, quite frankly. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I realize that, okay, there is, what's the next layer? What's the next layer? What's the next layer? And once I identify those layers, it usually comes through, through mentorship or just identifying your own blind spots. Uh, you realize that, hey, there, there are a lot of lessons that need to be, need to be shared with the world. So yeah, organically started growing. And um, I, I really enjoyed working with executives and entrepreneurs because I realized that, hey, they're making the impact. And they are being, they're great executives. Most of them are great executives because they made it to this point, but they don't have, they're not great humans. And what I mean by that is ultimately we kind of focus on our career. We focus on, on achieving certain accolades, whether they're athletic or professional, but we forget that the biggest achievement is to be a great human being. And that's what we tend to forget. And then that was the journey for me where it's like, hey, if I'm a great executive, but a shitty human, and we can cover what that actually means in depth <laughs> a little bit later, but then it doesn't matter. It doesn't, um, I kind of failed. I failed at life. It's like, if you're at 80, you wouldn't switch places right now with an 80 year old who's a billionaire, right? So it's it's one of those it's one of those things that hey what how can we maximize our human potential from within? So it's layers and layers and layers and yeah I kind of I I just love sharing what I what I learned and I had a crash course on life in the past decade. So yeah, it's beautiful to it's beautiful to reflect and and see see the growth that that we've experienced. Yeah, I saw I saw that uh, you you were with the U.S. Coast Guard. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was that was a part of it. I was I was gonna say, you know, as I kind of was going through it, I, it, you find more and more people um, that as you start to travel, and usually it's these two countries. I don't know what it is, probably a lot of other ones, but Thailand and Bali. There's like this mm-hmm. injection of life that you're right. like, wait a minute here, and I I think I think, and maybe we could back this up, but I think a lot of it is a few things. Two things. One is soil in the land so you can always plant a tree and get fruit and then the other one is right. that you, you can always fish and so at the end of the day though even though there may be less uh is the word poverty i don't like to always use that i guess yeah abundance abundance there's abundance of of the ability to uh, serve yourself in a much more healthy manner and i think that a lot of people over the last 15 years have found themselves, um, you know, then with India, I think Steve Jobs talked about go to India and do those things. But I think that um, it's very important to kind of indulge in those countries as entrepreneurs, because I think you really do bring something back. What do you think? You just, you're really, you're really able to just extend your, <laughs> your world. Uh, because when you go to that, when you go to those countries, you kind of realize how differently they live and how how that culture can truly impact the way you think and kind of elaborate your ways of thinking. Because we kind of we kind of close ourselves in a box 
And um, I always, the, the whole thing, I just recently wrote about this, uh, how we close ourselves in a box in a way that, you know, you've heard you're the average of five people you hang out with, or your network is your, your net worth. You, you've heard that ad nauseum, you know? So uh, you realize that at the same time, it can be a good thing, but at the same time, you put a certain ceiling onto yourself because you're automatically capping your potential with the network that you surround yourself with. And they're gonna, uh, the reason why you're surrounding yourself with a certain network is because they're going to empower you to achieve certain things uh, in the entrepreneurial world, but you close yourself off from, from just the world that is actually out there. And so you're gonna get great at business, but you're gonna be culturally, spiritually, Lacking. Uh, I was going to say autistic, but uh, ultimately it's, it's, a, it's a bit extreme, but that's true. Yeah, lacking. You just have a lack of, a lack of. Right. And I think, and, and it's kind of ironic. I think, you know, as I see this is like when people search, you know, when we have these, because I, I went to Thailand as well. And when I, when I found myself searching, those were the countries that for some reason they were like magnets, you know, was, I don't even, right. I, mean, I, I like landed there. In, in Thailand, my experience, it's like, I kind of just, somebody told me this, then they told me this, then I looked, and it's just like, I gotta go. And I think that there's a, a huge, there's, there's just something about those countries um, that you start to kind of indulge in. Uh, what were the years? I think it was, I'm going to go back. You've been traveling a lot, man. I mean, you've seen a lot of the world. You did it. Um, I mean, I was going back since 2012 and things like that, 13. And you were hitting a lot of awesome areas. And as you went through that and you look at these different countries, what do you think the U.S., um, or I would even say the U.K. or whatever, what, what do you think that these countries need to do? Or, or can they? I mean, are we caught too much in greed? Or maybe this is the part of the world that creates the pressure and the diamond and then you know, maybe if you pull back, maybe we're not supposed to be the same. Maybe we're not supposed to be Bali in California. You know, I mean, what do you think that it is about business in certain areas? Because I know I wanted to come back for more commerce because I just wanted to be around more U.S. commerce. And I knew that right. I had to pull back. But what do you think that that kind of entails? I think that there is a certain paradigm shift um, that that is happening right now. It's It's very slow <laughs> and it's. Uh, the way we're running a business is ultimately there is a, a person top down and then there, there are just split branches and they're just, you know, multiply. Whereas we as humans, we're not really made to, to work that way. We're a tribe, right? Remember, you probably, uh, there's a great book actually called Tribe. Uh, and he talks about how our society has been built from the groups of 150 people. For, from about 50 families or so, and, and that's about it. And then beyond that, it was just too difficult to, to manage individuals. And that's why blockchain is getting so, so popular right now, because you can actually, you govern, so you can self-govern without that centralized authority. And right now, since we're shifting towards that paradigm, you can, you can see that the centralized government, the centralized banking system, the centralized whatever it is, corporate system doesn't like that. But they're but they know that this is the future because people people yearn that. People actually crave that, and they understand that this is the future, so they're investing in it. So it's it's a slow paradigm shift. However, uh, 
it, it is happening. So, and these countries have done it well. It's like, I, I'm personally one of those, I have those, um, it's a kind of limiting thing that I put on myself that I've always been a lone wolf uh, until, until like last, last year or so. Uh, I would always say that I don't need anyone to really, to really get anything done. Yeah. I'm going to network. I'm going to, you know, connect with people, but um, I got this, like, this is, this is my journey type of thing. Whereas, um, and this is a Western, Western mindset, you know, this, uh, the, this egoic, egoic mindset that has been instilled by, by the corporate world, for that matter, to climb that ladder on your own. And uh, when you realize in these countries, um, everybody's surrounded by families. I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, ancestral conditioning and, and you see how people really have so much, so many layers of of knots when it comes to their cultural conditioning and that's that's not great either mm-hmm. uh but they're in the community they're living together they're helping each other out they're they're elevating each other and uh, they're actually connecting with each other and dedicating more time to be not just do and that that is also shifting because like the grind mentality like i'm not i'm not gonna lie it's like i love i love a good grind but that's that's also an addiction in a way. Mm-hmm. So just kind of being sober about our choices and seeing, all right, where is the world going and how can I move myself in that direction already? Because you don't want to play catch up. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it's such a, I don't know. It, it's such, I don't use the word paradigm shift, but it's such a difficult thing because we do look at you have there, you know, you have to forge forward, you know, you have to, you know, you have to do hard work. I mean, but that, that's also right. part of our, if you're not doing hard things, I mean, talk about take a cold shower, they, you know, um, you know, go on some kind of exercise, create resistance. These are mm-hmm. things that we need as humans. Uh, for me, I didn't really get this until literally this year. And it's mm-hmm. just because I've always been active but what I, what I found was like, I didn't understand when people would say, I need to go do this for me to be like this. I, mm-hmm. I didn't understand people that said, I have to go to yoga so that I release this so that I'm a different person. I'd always done certain things, but as I started getting older, I was like, wait a minute, I have to actually prioritize these things. And I never had mm-hmm. to do that. When you work with executives and you start to work with business owners and professionals, things like that, do you use that as a part of your program? It's just like, look, you got to get this in because the effects are over here. For sure, man. Because when you think about it, it's not about it's such a such a cliche when you think about it. Yet it is it is true. It's like the little things add up, and if you don't check the boxes of the little things you kind of start how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, it's like, I really don't like that phrase because it's been so dragged around, but every cliche, every single cliche, if you actually listen in, because we, we tend to tend to say, Oh, I know that. Right. Uh, rather than, Oh, it's a good reminder because when we say, I know that we kind of accept that it's, it's, it's the truth, but do you actually know that? Or you you know that and you're doing it. Mm. There, there's a massive disparity because a lot of us delude ourselves that knowing means doing. So uh, that's a good question to ask for anybody who's listening to this. Uh, if 
if you hear hear something that is that sounds familiar and you say oh oh i know i know that like great but is it actually in your lifestyle is it actually seeped into your day-to-day so of those little things they do add up and i just i just kind of i never push anything upon anyone and i help them i simply help them understand this is where you are so if, if a person is coming for help they're clearly suffering with something you know they they want they have suffering that's that's a human uh, that's a piece of being human right and they want to solve that problem now how much, how badly they want, they want to solve that problem is going to dictate how many things are they going to have to be doing. And if those things actually fit into their paradigm that they're, they're moving towards. So th- that's the thing. There are so many, so many moving parts. And uh, when people just kind of accept their, they, they do things mutu- uh, as they're mutually exclusive, for example, spirituality and business. Th- that's, that's, that's just, that's just the same thing. Like as one of my mentors says, is that uh, spirituality is the or business is the spiritual practice. It's actually active branch of spirituality. So we kind of separate these things and put them into different buckets when it's it's one human experience that we have. So um, again, it depends. Really, I kind of went on a tangent, but but oh, it depends. Like it. On, yeah, but it depends on a person um, and how. De- first of all, how sober they are about their current reality. Second of all, how dedicated they are to move towards the truth, because we say that we don't want to delude ourselves and we want the truth. But <laughs> like from what, what, what was that movie that you can't handle the truth? And that's that's uh, the reality for Danny DeVito, uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, man. my cousin Vinny. Yeah. No, what was it? That wasn't my I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I can't. He I, can't, I can't handle the it. truth. He's got these in the yeah. court. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's, and that's, yeah. a re, that's a reality for a lot of people because we deluded ourselves to such an extent at this point that it's difficult to kind of go back and, and, and zoom out and realize that, oh, I've been lying to myself for this long. And admitting that kind of requires an identity shift. And we don't mm-hmm. want to admit that we were wrong. And um, I had I had quite a few people uh, recently seeing me or addressing me as they're seeing me as I was like a five or ten years ago, and they're they're referring to things, referencing things that I was doing at that point. So they're in their world, for them to understand that I changed, it's difficult because they haven't. They stay the same. Mm. It's like uh, they have been living the same year for 10 or 15 years over and over again, rather than every year is different. Every year is changing because I changed my mind so many times and I'm proud to admit it because I know that I'm evolving. If I look mm. back a year ago and I, uh, I don't think that, Oh shit. It's like this guy, this guy doesn't, doesn't think the way I do right now. I know that something's wrong. So you have to, in order to, that's the definition of evolution. You're changing your mind constantly, and it's a tough, tough one to to actually accept because we tend to hold on to a certain level of certain layer of identity, and to dissolve that, you have to change your paradigm, your way of thinking on multiple layers, multiple fronts, and maybe the relationships have to go in. So it's it's a choice. So, but the reality is that most people thread at the at the same 
horizontal and they don't go vertically. Yeah, I, I, this is such a fun subject for me because this is really what moved uh, my company's really about. And I think mm. there's something that I've recognized over the years, or especially as this, especially as the pandemic hit and everything like that. Right. And you're hearing, an, you're, you're seeing an influx. I think that there's, I've never really thought about it like this, but I think it just, it kind of brought it out. And I, and I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of people becoming coaches and you're getting a lot of experts and things like that. And they say, well, you know, to help someone out, you had to have a psychology degree, psychiatry, all these different things. And I think what you're really seeing, because you're seeing everybody has these different solutions. And I think what you're really seeing is people are going, wait a minute here. If I was able to solve this for myself or solve it from someone else, and this is the outcome I was able to get, why do I need some crazy degree? I mean, if, if the goal is transformation in this, this, and this, as long as I'm not telling you to stick yourself some weird shit, but at the end of the day, I think that there's this organic way, kind of like you just shared how you organically kind of came into this. And your story was about when you were younger, you had kidney stones, you didn't feel good, this kind of transformed. And I think that we're seeing so much more of that, like a ton of right. it. And Absolutely. I think, I think it's amazing. I think it's really cool. Man, that's, that's, that's one of the things that the biggest gift that you can have right now, uh, the biggest trait the best trait that you can develop right now is self-awareness mm -hmm. and i realize what i'm what i'm good at and what i'm not so uh, if i'm not good at something i'm not gonna really if it doesn't affect me in different in different uh areas of life i'm not gonna push myself to get better at it it just it just it just doesn't make sense uh, but that does not apply to our biology, to our health, to something that is within our body. It's like, I'm not great at art. I'm pro I probably wouldn't be amazing at gymnastics because I'm six, eight, you know? So, so it's like one of those, one of those things that you, you consider. Uh, but yet people make excuses that, uh, that, oh, I'm just not good at it. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And without realizing that it's directly impacting the quality of their, of their life. So, uh, when this organic growth kind of introduces you to to different um, different parallels, and you understand that you understand that you have about three to five things that you can master over your lifetime, mm -hmm. and while you focus on those, you have to realize uh, that there is there there is a foundation that you need to build. So there is a spiritual foundation. There is an emotional foundation, there's a mental foundation, and there's a biological foundation or physical, if you will. And if we don't have those foundations, we're going to keep keep falling back into, into certain patterns that are going to prevent us from mastering those three to five subjects over our lifetime. So mm -hmm. if before going back to you know being a great executive, but a shitty human that's ultimately what it is it's like we can be as great at, at a subject as possible uh but ultimately forfeit everything else and if we don't have the foundation it makes it harder to pursue that mastery and that mastery becomes an addiction so um and we're not able to zoom out and not every that, that's the thing is what where i'm seeing this whole uh paradigm going is if people have that fundamental understanding of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness as a 
as a foundation, as a basic thing that is taught at school, we'd have completely different evolution of our society because nobody is is achieving things from the place of lack, of from the place of scarcity. Now they're achieving things because they want to fucking help people, truly help people. And you know, it's like it's not you just went into went into Harvard, Harvard, excuse me, and uh, you got you got your degree in psychology because it's a it's a cool thing to do. It's a prestigious university to go to, so you can actually brag that you're a psychologist from Harvard. And that's that's not something. Uh, the reality of that is that until you put hours on the belt and uh, kind of exit that scientific paradigm, which is again a paradigm in and itself, it has a ceiling. So as you can see, more and more doctors who practiced regular medicine, they're getting into functional medicine because they understand that it's it's not just in and out. You know, it's, it's not just uh, input equals output. There, there is more quantum. I was, I was just whatever you want to call quantum, quantum co- co- uh, concept of, you know, it's not, it's not the, it's not just the mic. I got to go look at the plug. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like a, it's it's being the, you know, the scientific paradigm has this. Okay, causation. Uh, this what this what causes this, and this is it, and this is. It's a box, ultimately. It's like when you, every study is designed to demonstrate one single thing. Because if, if it's not demonstrate, if it's demonstrating multiple things, there are too many variables. We can't track them because, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the human mind is not that, it's not that sophisticated, uh, as sophisticated as we think it is. So, um, yeah, another tangent, but man, this is, this is something that, where were we with that? No, like, I dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah, uh, I, I can I can bring one in. This was a little while back, and I, this one touches home for me because I think that this is mm-hmm. something that I'm trying to solve, and um, what I've been implemented into Moved and what it's really about. And you would you had written this back in 2019. Ironically, it was only about five days ago, December 22nd. Um, nice. okay. you said, Minimal effective dose is the name of the game. I discourage my clients to overthrow their lifestyle with health and wellness. This is exactly what I preach. Um, I talk about this a lot and, and I, you know, I'd like to talk about it as well, but I'd like to hear first from you, what do you mean by that? Because I think there's, there's so much to this. Like there's just so much to that statement. I'll just say it again, a minimal effect dose, uh, minimal effective dose in is the name of the game. I discourage my clients to overthrow their lifestyles with health and wellness. Yeah, man. So oh, it's so easy to go on a diet for 30 days and, or even fast for five or seven days and, and lose X number of, of pounds, right? And what is going to happen to that? You're going to have to eat again and you're going to gain it back. So, so it's, it's, that, it's that simple. Now, when it comes to overthrowing your lifestyle with fitness, health, what have you, it's, it's very easy to do in a short period of time. If you're not training for something, if you're not an athlete, if you're not having like a fight camp or what have you, it's it's pretty useless because the reality is that you're going to go back to your regular life, your regular regular routine. I see this a lot in Bali. When people come to Bali, they just go all out and then yeah. they come back home as like, oh, I wish I was when I was in Bali, I would do this. Mm-hmm. Like, What's the point? 
you're ultimately you just experience something experience the extreme you and then then you crave that extreme crave that extreme and you make excuses around why you can't do it right now in your current lifestyle so it's kind of pointless to if you don't have that awareness it's kind of pointless to even go that direction Mm -hmm. So, uh, so as i said anyone can overthrow their lifestyle with fitness health what have you but the name of the game is that minimal effective dose and how how do you integrate those little check boxes those little inputs into your current lifestyle without overthrowing and there are certain levers that you have to that you have to move and those levers i've i've been able to identify them over the years and um they they work the fundamentals the simple kind of sometimes boring things work. We look for this next pill and like I have so many biohacking toys and stuff like that. I just have access to cryotherapy, hyperbaric oxygen chamber, all of these kind of things. They're great as an addition. And we, we try to these biohack. These. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. It's like, so we try to biohack our way into this next level. Mm-hmm. And that's bullshit because you're not going to be able to biohack your way into the next level. You can only get to the next level with the fundamentals because we try uh, when you try to hack a computer that is off that's not possible you have to turn it on first so same with our biology what would we be a few turn... things what would be a few things of those fundamentals that you found through this journey that uh, it's pretty simple man it's sleep stress management nutrition movement um environment and then then we can go into into mental health and stuff like that but for from the straight up physical perspective it would be sleep stress management nutrition movement and environment yeah it, you see the smile on my face because this is what i've i've been doing and and trying to put out there and really share with people is that ultimately at the end of the day i always say the statement make sure this is off i always say the statement that for anybody that has done anything to the extreme, and that is, um, you brought it up and it was so key that you said that. And that's why I was like, dude, this is great. Because what we've done is we've looked at things like CrossFit, or we look at things like fighters and things like that. But ultimately, if you, if you look at a fighter, they have a six-week training camp and they destroy themselves for five weeks. What people don't know is that last week, you don't do shit. Yeah. Nothing right? If you look at CrossFit, many people will sign up for CrossFit. And yes, it's awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, like you're going to come out looking like an absolute machine. But the question is, can you sustain this? And, and it's not, right. I mean, is it? Yes, there's some guys that sustained it. But the majority of people and, you know, people tell me you can, but I, I've just been through, I've seen so much exertion of the body that it takes a specific brain that's going to do that. And usually it becomes your thing. And I think that with entrepreneurs, um, what I think we are on the same page, and I think that we're both trying to preach this to the world is like, listen, the minimal viable solution or the minimal viable product is really, how do I get you to live at a 20% baseline all the time? And then when you choose to do those things, for example, if I can get you to 20%, living at 20, 20, it's hell of a lot easier to go to 100% and go run a, a marathon if you're at 20% than actually say zero, because most people say, I'm going to go run a marathon. Then they go all the way up to shoot this. And then what happens? 
they go further than the original baseline because your mental state also says I'm a failure. And so I've, I've, I've utilized this in what we call my move 30. And that is trying to find those minimal solutions. It's so awesome that you found the same thing that I'm finding. And I think that it's so cool because, you know, I find what we do in this program is we just basically say, what's three resistance things that you'll do every single day. And the majority of people come up and say, all right, let's go ahead and do this and say, all right, we'll do some burpees. I say, you're really going to do 50 burpees a day, dude. You, you're really going to do 50 burpees. I'm not telling you can't, but what about you just do 10? And how about you do it within 24 hour period? Because at the end of the day, our bodies are yearning for a 24 hour resistance for the next day. That's what we're, that's what we're looking for. How do I get stronger? How does my body react? You know, the same water, right? Some form of meditation, stopping your mind, you know? And I think that these fundamentals, this is what the entrepreneur needs. This is the fundamentals that they need. And so many entrepreneurs are angry, right? Pissed off. And you, well, of course you're pissed off. You've got, you're, you're literally depleted and you're still trying to get someone else to do the job. So what, what resistance have you found in clients that you've had that you've said, man, I, I don't need you to do all that. I need you to do this. What kind of resistance do you find in people in that process after you lay that out? I don't usually... Um... Yeah, of course, there is resistance uh, on both ends. Sometimes when, when they're being pushed, uh, they kind of try to go lower or when they're, they're going too hard and then being checked, <laughs> it, it happens that, okay, they take a step back. But uh, the resistance that I usually, I play with the resistance, man. Uh, that's, that's one of the things that I, uh, I found over, over time that people want to be right. And um, I allow them to be right up front. It's like, it's like, okay, so you have this, this way of thinking and you think that you're, you're right. And that's great. So mm -hmm. let's actually test it. Let's put it to test mm -hmm. and see how it goes. Let's, let's look at hard data. Are you willing to do that? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So for the next seven days, go do your 50 burpees. It's like, see how many, how many days you actually stick with it. And let's, let's evaluate that and go from there. So, so that's that's one of those things that you kind of uh depending on a person as well like a different personality types uh, like for example i'm uh, some 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 are motivated by the carrot and some by the stick so uh mm -hmm. it just it really really feeling that out and understanding what what takes people so uh, human psychology is fascinating and the that we're all different that's that's not quite true there we're <laughs> we're all the same we just want to want to be different realistically so human psychology is a fascinating thing to uh, to harness and actually analyze and see how you know uh, you can bank on a person to to do things that the majority do so mm -hmm. so uh, and then if they're not maybe they have a chip on their shoulder at times you know it's like mm -hmm. when uh, it's like, oh you're saying that i can't do that all right let me prove it to you it's like so that's social pressure again not a sustainable um, source of energy. Very good point. When, it feels yeah, good, though, people, doesn't it? It feels good. It does. It yeah. does. But it, exactly. But that's that's that ego-driven yeah. point. When your parents tell you that you can't do this, I'm gonna, you're definitely gonna do it. And when somebody, oh, the haters, are telling you you're not gonna make your million dollars, and then you do, it's like um, nobody cares. <laughs> it's like it's it's just you who's making that, uh, creating that meaning. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the the resistance is ultimately right here 
and you're the only person that is really experiencing it. Of course, there are going to be things that people say, but then they, they fucking forget. Like you, can, you can't be actively involved in hating someone on a daily basis and make that your full-time job. And that's, that's not sustainable. <laughs> that's one of the things that that just doesn't doesn't exist so uh when people are driven by that's the thing every single person cares about themselves the most and that's it and that's you can bank on that and that's that's true universally it's like no matter how much you love your family the reality is that the whole put put an oxygen mask first in order to help anybody well that's 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 gonna remain like a human condition so it's, I think it's probably not an easy statement to make, but Travis Scott, he, the guy that did the, uh, he just did the uh, concert and those people got trampled. I don't know if you saw that in the news, mm -hmm. but he was, mm -hmm. and I was just watching, uh, I think his name's Andrew Schulz or whatever. And he, the guy that's a comedian or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, the one thing is, I think that the people should be accountable, you know? And, well, and I said, and I was kind of watching and he's on with this other guy that he was talking to and he says, I think that you're defying and, and you're not giving enough credit to human behavior. And that is that in a fearful moment that you're freaking out, your fight or flight will, it's survival at all cost, at all cost. There's a saying that you can't drown yourself. Don't, don't try right. it, please. This is my, my disclaimer. Don't go out there and try this, please. <laughs> no, you, you actually can't. I, I, it's funny that you, you say that the other day, um, we were watching something and this lady was uh, in the bathtub just kind of, staying underwater it's like i and i kind of I, I said it it's like, you can't do that it's, it's not possible for you to drown yourself in in a bathtub really i, I mean obviously the electrical stuff uh, again don't do that <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> but, disclaimer number one but like you can't because yeah because of um sim simple human human condition it's like it's it's our reflexes they we are geared to survive you can't force uh, death upon ourselves that easily it's it's like a it's it's pretty complex the way we 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 react to it. and people who have uh who you know commit suicide it's it's a very it's a very strong act against our nature you know it's 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 huge uh, there is a lot of when people say they're they're weak and they're very courageous in fact it's like it's it's a very tough thing to uh to do but Anyway, that's, that's, we're getting a bit dark. <laughs> I mean, I but I think yeah, it's true. And, but I one of the passions that kind of got this moving along for me mm -hmm. and, and putting those in places, I did lose a friend to suicide and mm -hmm. he was an entrepreneur, business guy, things like that. And I'll just tell this story. And, and I think that I, I tell this story to the, for the, for the sure fact that um, there's a guy, uh, he was on the golden gate bridge. You can find it on YouTube. You can hear his story. It's one of the best like stories from somebody. And I, I don't know what the number is. It's almost like 1,100 people have, I probably butchered it, but let's say 1,000 people or something, maybe not even that, mm -hmm. um, have jumped over the Golden Gate Bridge and only like three people survived or something. It's like something crazy outrageous, right? And this guy's one of these guys that actually survived. And he was walking, uh, he was walking on the bridge. And as he was walking up, he says, you know, stories and nobody cares about me you know and you go through that whole process you what people don't understand about suicide is you're actually in a black like a black room there is no light like there it, it right. is the last resort but this is the part that i thought was absolutely beautiful and that was that he went up and some lady right there just said you know turned around and said hey can you take a picture or she said can you take a picture of us and he said okay take a picture 
And she's, he had already made his decision. So, you know, him and blaming her, but she just didn't say thank you or anything. And at that moment, he's like, yeah, you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody's already there. And he tells the story, he says, I go over and I jump off the bridge. And the moment that my hand left, I instantly regretted it. Like instant, the moment. And the one thing that I share, the thing that kind of caught this whole process and how I got down this journey and how you kind of we got into this is it's the change of state and really what happens is certain changes in state with dopamine that does not exist like those those feelings don't exist in an extremely cold environment they just don't exist you know and so I think that in our discussion it's like how many of these things and how many of these tools can we give entrepreneurs to then give them an armor right that it's like wait a minute i have a tool doesn't have to be this little you know back machine or something but you have the tool to take a cold shower that's your shift in it's your change in state we have these tools we have meditation we have these things and you do have a way out even though you don't but you have to take that action and i think that where this came through is just like wait a minute there's an awesome environment of people that do feel that way, especially in the entrepreneurial world, because entrepreneurs are all, they say it's lonely at the top. Yes, we do try it. It's lonely at the top because you're trying to do something and make decisions that are going to affect yourself. So of course it's going to be lonely. You're literally being a leader, you know, you do have environments and things like that, but have you seen that as well? I mean, have you seen that type of, you know, tools that we have to change your state? Man, that's that's the only thing that we have. The state it's it's impermanent. The only thing that we have is impermanent. And I understand. Uh, I've been depressed. I've been in that in that space for for a few years, and I know what it feels like. And I know how how dark it can mm-hmm. seem, because it's just it's, it feels like this, you know, wrenching, so, like this emotional. Mm. it's emotional it's an emotional load like a heavy piece of lead in the pit of your stomach that is weighing you down and then it kind of puts the blinders on your eyes so everything that the only thing that you see is doom and gloom Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately how i describe depression (laughs) it's like but in reality what depression is is this mental construct that is constructed by human beings and what is depression like we just created this umbrella term for a sensation for a set of sensations Mm -hmm. within our body it is that simple so if you're if you're listening to this and you have suffered from uh, depression or are suffering from depression realize that depression in itself is simply a mental construct that's something that we humans created it's this vague terms like what is it depression oh oh it's just you kind of contract you feel like depression and you feel contraction probably when when you're thinking about but in reality it's just a set of sensations within your body that you can identify and you can clearly define right now so if you are feeling depressed ask yourself where is it in my body what does it feel like is it pulsing is it what kind of shape is it what kind of color maybe is mm-hmm. it so because until we identify the the source of it and we identify 
it and hone in on that sensation because all it is is sensation. It's this vague thing that is weighing us down and we don't know how it is and we don't know how to fight it. And once you get to that exact precise description of the sensation that you feel, it starts from, it goes from contraction into expansion because you just shine some, uh, shine some light on, on this, on this thing that is, that is dark and weighing you down. So you're putting your consciousness and you're opening up that contraction. It's kind of, uh, if you imagine you have, you're holding a fist, right? And there's, there's a beam of light, just kind of, which is your consciousness that is, that is penetrating that fist. And then that fist starts mm. releasing itself and it's it's now filled with light and kind of dissolves so that's one of the tools that for for people who are suffering from mental health issues they uh, they tend to ultimately avoid a sensation so when we feel something like depression what we define as depression we avoid feeling that sensation and time time and time again we suppress it we suppress it we suppress it and it becomes a con- unconscious so energy is, or emotions are simply energy in motion that they need to move through our body. We're constantly, constantly moving, constantly flowing. That's the reality of it. And when we keep suppressing it, we make this unconscious habit loop that of, of suppression. And then we don't know how to address it anymore because it just becomes, becomes unconscious at one point. And then we just feel, feel like crap. And we have this, have this um, fist contracted all the time. And it's, it's just there. We just kind of accept it as our reality. So, um, and it keeps accumulating. It explodes eventually. So you being proactive and going into it and exploring it and seeing what, what's underneath that, that's the best possible tool that one can utilize. There's a little song that comes out all the time. And it, mm. I, don't know, I think it was a, it actually might be a Kanye song or something. And it says, uh, I don't want to try to sing it. I'll butcher it. But it's like, it can't always be night. And then it goes into like this beat, right? Uh-huh. And, and it reminds me, there was an old saying, it's like, pain does not, and I, I learned this, uh, it was actually, it was a saying, and it was in the military, actually. It was people that were in uh-huh. war or whatever, and they would always say, you know, pain does not last forever. Either you get right. through it or you die. And I think right. that, when you when when you look at that environment you're like you know what maybe maybe i just gotta ride this out i gotta ride it out and sometimes that's okay i think people think that that's not okay i think it's self-love i think that it's trying to get you just to kind of get through it but i think kind of what we're talking about as well i think that was a great analogy with the light is you gotta find somewhere take a cold shower go be in the sun whatever that is to allow just even if you can't accept it allow something to kind of inject in that light into you you got to put yourself in front of it and i think mm-hmm. that that's the thing it's like even if you feel that get in the sun get you know get your vitamin d get your you got to be in front of that even though it might you might not want it you just got to take movement and i think that right. you know it, i think it was um i think it was jim carrey i think he said he was talking about the scenario. He says, depression is you trying to get rid of um, and like the old person that you are and you're trying to transition into the new person, but you won't let that person go. And I thought that was like so powerful because it's, 
maybe there's an opportunity that anybody is watching, you know, listen or watching or whatever, is that maybe this is your, maybe you're being called to change. Right. You know, maybe you're being called to change. I think uh, I'll, I'll throw in another one out here because I think it's so important um, for entrepreneurs that you're watching this and, and kind of go through this, but you'd made a statement back a little bit ago. It says your actions are manifestations of your true desire. If you say you want something, but don't do anything about it, just be honest with yourself and don't actually, you don't actually want it. Um, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on, on what you, what you mean by that. Yeah, man. So consciously we have, we have these desires and an idea of ourselves that the way we are, right? So for example, if you ask 10 people, if they're above average, nine out of 10, they're going to tell you that they're above average. Mm -hmm. And the reality is statistics show otherwise. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. there is, doesn't make sense, right? Because you know that there has to be average and there has to be a, some, someone who's below average, above average, that type of thing. So uh, we tend to overestimate our abilities and overestimate ourselves in different areas. And that's going back to that self-awareness and being soberly honest uh, about your reality at this moment in time. Because if you delude yourself of where you're at right now, you can't change your current reality. You're, if you're diluting yourself uh, when it comes to your current state and current condition. Like if you're absolutely broke right now or you're overweight, just admit that you are. Like don't, mm -hmm. you know, create affirmations that you're not. It's like, mm -hmm. Let's see where we're starting. And then let's see what the, the, the goalpost is. And in between, there are so many, so many checkpoints that you, can, that you can actually check in with yourself and see, okay, I'm going in the right direction or not. And that's the reality of it is that we are emotionally driven. Our emotional state oftentimes does not match our conscious state. So, and the conscious mind is about 5% of our existence. Everything else, the whole 95% lies in your subconscious and in your unconscious. That and brain, if you're not brain. addressing yeah. that, come again. The monkey brain, elephant brain um, analogy they always say is like, we're just really mm -hmm. running around on instincts. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we can, once we're conscious of our instincts, once we take inventory, okay, that's how I react in this, um, in this situation. And maybe I want to, instead of reacting, I want to respond differently. Then you shine that light of consciousness on that pattern, on that habit pattern, on that unconscious pattern that you've just identified. And then you're, you're able to consciously change it. The problem with people is that the impatience, first of all, and feeling like they're giving up something. So you're never giving anything up. That's, that's one of the things that mm. helped me uh, just so much that, for example, if I'm eating healthily, I'm not giving up junk food. I'm actually doing myself a massive service mm. by not eating junk food because my body doesn't like that. So mm -hmm. say, I'm not, I'm not forfeit, uh, forfeiting anything and I'm not depriving myself of, of anything. So when you're changing, you're always changing for the better. Remember any, any thing that was happening in the moment when you absolutely hated it. And then you look back on it and it's like, oh, that really helped me with X. And that's the reality. It's like yeah. we, we don't, in the moment, we tend to 
want to just liberate ourselves from that again sensation that is weighing us down that we don't like so we chase we chase whatever is pleasurable and then create aversion towards pain and and discomfort and then we go towards more and more and more pleasure and where does that lead to i mean you can see with the general population yeah. you can you, you can see where that uh, leads most people to so and identifying that okay this is what i want this is what i actually want and this is these are the actions that i'm taking right now so it's like okay do those align and if they don't align why do they not align like what are the beliefs that are limiting me from aligning my actions with with the words that i'm saying so it's it's obviously multi-layered and i kind of unpacked the whole yeah, you know it's good uh, coaching system in in the last <laughs> in the last couple a couple of minutes but that's ultimately it like when you look when you zoom out and look at it it's just what are my what are my desires where are those desires rooted where are my current actions what is preventing me from doing those actions and then we start clearing the pieces and putting the puzzle together to move in the right direction that's it now entrepreneurs are always like uh, is that an aura ring you got there yeah yes sir <laughs> uh the uh the um the one thing um i think would be interesting is that how do you tie that into financial abundance because you take a you know even though you, is it, uh, if, if i if i if i say that these things are going to give you an output to a better relationship i'm willing to do the small stupid stuff and that was what you were basically explaining earlier working with entrepreneurs and things like that they do have a desire to generate more revenue i mean so what what is your thoughts as you work with them and the outputs that you're finding from these people on a financial basis as well the funny thing is that i identified in myself and um, that was the first thing and then i identified that in most entrepreneurs quite frankly so where let's say we get people start at like six figures or we start at four or five, you know, and just climb, climb our way up. Right. So let's say we get to six figures and that was our goal. And then we think that from six to seven or seven to eight or eight to nine, there's going to be a massive leap, a massive difference. Mm. And the reality is that you are doing the exact same thing and expect a different result for your emotional state. Mm-hmm. So if it's tied to just your revenue goals, you're fucked. <laughs> quite, quite frankly, you're just absolutely fucked because you're going to uh, join this, enter this hedonic loop where you think, okay, once I get here, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to what have you. Mm-hmm. So this automatically puts you into if this, then that mentality. Mm-hmm. If I get to this, then uh, this is going to happen. So, and the reality of it is that once Think about any accomplishment, any achievement that you had in the past. Did it feel exactly the way you imagine it? Well, chances are it didn't. And then, then you just sat there and it's like, what then? And then you thought, okay, let's go to eight figures now because we reached seven. Because that's, that's the next step, right? That's the next logical step. So you're just doing more of what you have been doing without reflecting, without exiting your current paradigm and challenging yourself, right? Is that something that I really want? Is that something that is really going to bring fulfillment? Or is it because I'm just chasing this because I think it will, mm. but uh, I, I deep that down, no, I don't. It's not gonna. 
but that's all I've been doing and that's all I know. So oh, I'm going to go after it. Good. Yeah. That's, and that's the reality of, I would say most entrepreneurs. So uh, that's th that climb and you're literally just climbing the mm -hmm. same ladder and then you reach the top of the ladder and you put the ladder, another ladder on top mm. and you keep climbing. Yeah. And that ladder is usually leaning against the wrong building without you realizing that you could actually stop for a second and really take inventory of your life and realize that shit, that's, I'm not happy with my relationships. It's like, I, I'm having some issues with my sexuality and the way I actually re relate with my partner sexually or um, my physical health is trash. And I just, I'm just suppressing that and kind of delaying that because I'm successful in another avenue. Mm -hmm in another domain. So uh, you're ultimately avoiding what needs to be addressed and coping with that by being successful in another domain. And that's that's another thing that I, I often notice in the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas back to the initial point that we are not here to be great entrepreneurs. We're here to be mm -hmm. great humans and figure out how to be great human beings. That's, that's all that it is. I think that's so cool. And I think it's like, you know, I, I like to always kind of talk with entrepreneurs and stuff. It's like, look, you know, okay, you make a bunch of money. That's fine. Okay. You get the car, but do you want to feel like shit? I mean, really, do you really want to feel like shit, you know, or do, but there's another side to it. Right. And I think that's where the combination comes in. Do you want to feel, you know, do you want to do only fitness? And then next thing you know, when that fitness changes, because our bodies do change, you know, you start going, now you don't have any money. So, I mean, I think that there's this entrepreneurial thing. It's like, if we can, if you can actually start gaining some revenue and you can feel good, then you're actually taking that revenue and going doing fun shit. And right. I think that it's like a lot of entrepreneurs take a lot of the old school mentality. It's like, I better go to work. I better go do this. And I'm not going to have any experience. The next thing you know it, you're 55 years old, 60, 70 years old, whatever, 80 years old. Let's use that because we're living a lot longer seeing some of these right. guys at 70 years old crush it. You know, you're 80 years old. You say, wait a minute, I got this nice retirement, but I haven't done anything. So you go out there and you do something and you're like, I can't even do anything. And it's like, I think we're, we're in a place in, in, in our lives where it's like, wait a minute, we can actually live whole lives, full fulfilling lives. Right. And there are, there are things that you have to sacrifice in a way is obviously where you put your attention is going to, is going to matter because right now travel is not my priority. I traveled around in my early twenties. I hit like 60, maybe 70 countries at this point. I, I, I forget. So it's, it's like just, just going around. And that was my priority at that point. I wanted to explore. I wanted to experience different cultures, different things. My travel preferences have changed. It's like, I don't want to put a backpack on and go, um, you know, go around in local, in local buses. It's like, yeah. that's, that's just not something that I would do that for a day or two, but then I want to go and stay somewhere nice and actually, uh, actually kick it for, for a little while. So it's simply my standards have changed and shifted. So, um, and the reality of the matter is that you will have to prioritize things, but then understand why they matter to you what is actually the direction that you want to take things over the long term and keep realigning yourself, keep reassessing. Don't get obsessed with that one thing and that's, and three years later, it's still not working, but you're still grinding at it. Like find a mirror 
ultimately either look in the mirror or find a mirror or who's going to pinpoint things on the outside that, hey, sometimes we're three months in and it's not working. You have been doing this for three months. <laughs> Do you realize that? Uh, or three years later, it's like, oh. Uh, you didn't even go through puberty in that three months. <laughs> it took you yeah, a long yeah, time exactly, to transform. Exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly so it's just it's just it's just one of those things that uh impatient human nature and then man um the whole all we have is awareness in this moment right now it's like because most of us are either living in the past or living in the future mm -hmm. if we if you just take this awareness right now so we're having this conversation i'm not thinking about business i'm not thinking about i'm not thinking about anything else but this conversation i'm present and that's when i'm happiest because if I, once I get into a workflow, sometimes it's like, oh, I have to do this and this and this and, this and that. Okay, stop. Like, what is a task at hand right now that we're going going after? And let's do it. Let's dive right in. If you're doing something, I remember one of the OGs of personal development, Jim, Jim Rohn, said that. Like, if you're taking a shower, take a fucking shower. I mean, he said it in a different way. <laughs> take well, a fucking shower. Don't don't think about work. It's like if you're if you guys know Jim Rohn, like I can hear his <laughs> voice right now. And I actually would like to say hear him say fucking shower. <laughs> yeah, I would I would love I would love him to yeah to actually <laughs> He has that draw. It doesn't get easier. Or, yeah, that's, there it is. <laughs> don't wish it was easy. Wish you were better. <laughs> wish it was yeah. easy. Wish it was better. Uh, you want more money. You it's so great, man. That is so <laughs> great. You can actually tell if you listen to Anthony Robbins a little because he was one of his uh, protege. Yeah. You can catch him sometimes. You, you know, he'll use you it. Can, yeah. I was around another guy who's one of his guys too. And he was giving his presentation. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? Where do I know him from? I came home and I'm like, oh, he was one of his guys. Hey, uh, this state of five people that you're around, you become, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, um, Artemis, this is amazing. AJ, I have, uh, I've enjoyed this tremendously. Where do people find you, man? Likewise, man, uh, for sure. And uh, there are a few places. Instagram is probably the easiest uh, human dot optimized uh, looking to be a better human <laughs> constantly and the yogi lab the yogi lab is the personal development company that i'm running and um the biggest thing that we're actually giving to the world is that self-awareness through meditation and uh, that's completely free and if you have an experience if you want to learn how to meditate and um a lot of people so our modern society treats meditation as this pacifier as this tool to kind of put put in your mouth and then after 20 minutes you take it out mm -hmm. but meditation can do so much more than you than you imagine mm -hmm. <laughs> it's 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 it can take you to the psychedelic states it can it can literally rewire your your whole internal landscape mm -hmm. and i would highly highly recommend it to at least experience the one day meditation retreat it's one day meditation challenge.com uh, or if you want to dive in for the full experience, which I also highly recommend to at least experience it once in your life, it's vipassanaonline.com. So it's a 10-day silent meditation retreat, uh, which if you haven't experienced it, it's, um, I'm, I'm assuming most entrepreneurs have done some sort of psychedelics, right? So, so it, you kind of, when you do certain psychedelics, it's, it's like a helicopter throwing you on the top of the mountain and then you mm -hmm. fumbling your way down trying to uh, trying to figure the shit out because uh, what just happened i just got you know blown out 
And uh, with meditation, with Vipassana specifically, it's like you're training to, to reach that summit. You're climbing and then you're reaching the summit and then you realize that, oh, that summit is just, just the beginning of another summit and another and another one. So there's no, there's no limit. And um, that's one of the things that beyond everything that I've done in my life with travels and stuff like that, that has expanded my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual horizons more than anything else. So if you are listening to this, I could not recommend this more than anything in the world. It's like if I, if I was to right now offered, it's like I, I'm extremely busy in, this, busy in this season. And if I was offered to take 10 days off and travel to any place in the world, or do a vipassana meditation retreat i would go for for vipassana so you can you can imagine mm-hmm. how profound and impactful that is well this has been incredible man and the people are going to hear you talk about what you talk about on a personal selfish level i was like you know it was awesome to see someone kind of watching that same journey as i went through a little bit and i think that it also shows that there's a lot of people out there that can use someone like you and use your help so um get connected aj Let's go ahead and take this out. Thanks for a moved Entrepreneur Evolved podcast. Thanks a lot, buddy. Cheers, man. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, moved is to entrepreneurs.